The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Lindsay Piegza is our next guest. She's a chief economist at Stifel, and she is previewing the U.S. jobs report out later Friday as well. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. It does uh, come to the jobs report in a second, but it does uh, remind us a little, reminds me a little bit of what happened some uh, 80 years ago, what the Fed is doing right now, and the statement made by Jay Powell the other day that it was perhaps as uh, the Battle of El Alamein uh, marked the first major victory of the Allies in the Second World War. Churchill famous remark, now this is not the end, it's not the beginning of the end, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. It seems apt to view the Fed that way somehow. It it does. Uh, The Federal Reserve came out and said, look, there is more work to be done. And the ultimate level of Fed funds in terms of the terminal rate is going to be markedly higher than what the Fed and the market uh, is, is currently anticipating. And so this is really setting the stage, not for a Fed pivot, but for a continued aggressive approach to reining in inflation. Does it seem like recession is inevitable now? Well, whether we're in a technical recession really seems to be more of an academic debate and and arguably inconsequential for the average American and and the average business struggling to stay afloat. What we see is that rising costs are becoming an increasingly unbearable burden for most sectors of the economy. And that's resulting in a downturn, uh, a recession, a cumulative unwinding of economic activity, whatever you want to label it. Hardship is hardship. And what we are seeing is that as the Fed continues to raise rates, that hardship is going to intensify. Well, tell me something here. You know, one thing which perhaps is not being discussed is the combination of rising interest rate uh, costs on the federal budget combined with the midterms, arguably, uh, you know, also Republican House and uh, the debt ceiling in the early part of next year. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it certainly is a concern, particularly when we talk about servicing the debt going from nearly $400 billion to uh, potentially a trillion dollars, according to the CBO, by the end of the next decade, and a massively growth, uh, massive growth in the federal, uh, federal government's balance sheet. But we do have to remember that ahead of next week's election, neither party is assuming the position of fiscal responsibility. And so that really has taken a back seat. When we look at what voters are concerned about, It's not about growth in terms of fiscal expansion or the balance sheet. It's about their own individual finances. It's about inflation. It's about the economy, jobs, and even immigration. But when we talk about the position of the government and the level of debt, that falls to the the, the wayside. That falls to the bottom of the list of priorities for voters. 
Lindsay, productivity has has fallen of late, and it's a little surprising to some economists. So I'm interested in getting your take and the impact on that in terms of risk assets going forward. Well, it's interesting because productivity has been the missing component, arguably, for the U.S. economy for more than a decade averaging at just about a half a percentage point. But as we moved out of the COVID recession with a lack of labor participation, many companies were increasing their investment in technology. Not to mention the COVID crisis itself allowed businesses to find some of these inefficiencies and replace them. And so there was an expectation that productivity was going to jump higher and drive the domestic economy back towards potential. We haven't seen that yet, and this is one of the conundrums that the Fed is dealing with, but I think this points to the longer, harder pathway that the U.S. economy will face struggling to get back to a sustainable level anywhere near above 2%. In a, I don't mean to be heartless here in any way, but does the U.S. economy need a, a fairly deep recession? Because there hasn't been one for quite a few years. Well, if you ask the Federal Reserve, no. Uh, the Federal Reserve has, has almost taken it upon themselves to mitigate the, uh, the downturns of traditional business cycles. But at the same time, they've also limited the upside. And so if the Federal Reserve is seeking to smooth out these fluctuations in the U.S. economy, they would argue that, no, there is no need for a, a severe recessionary uh, period. Mm. That being said, we have heard from the chairman that at least some pain for consumers and businesses is necessary to yeah. reinstate ability. Lindsay, just quickly, what is quiet quitting all about? Well, I think right now what we're seeing is just more and more individuals leaving the labor market. There's more and more incentive to just return to a uh, work from anywhere, non-traditional uh, labor market environment. And this is contributing to either that quiet quitting or the great resignation. Yeah. Great to have you on, Lindsay. Thanks so much for joining us. Lindsay Piggs, uh, Chief Economist at Stiefel. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. <laughs> 